Hey everyone, this is Ashley Roan from Paradigm English and Living in English. So, we're going to be working on the letter R today. If you're a teacher, this video is for you. If you're looking for me to teach it, I'll post another video later on. So first, let me show you some things you'll be needing. This is the first one, Vintex, and this is the other one you could use, Plackers. Now, these you could buy probably anywhere. I happened to buy these at the Dollar Tree for a dollar. I adapted this from a speech language pathologist. I'll post her information. And here is a um, lollipop. These are called dum-dums. You can get any kind. They come in a variety pack. That's what they look like. If you're working with children, this is really helpful so that you can um, see where they can taste it, right, and feel it. See where it is that their tongue is supposed to be touching so that they can accurately articulate the sound. Also, this is probably the most important one, and no, you cannot buy it at uh, the Dollar Tree. It costs more than a dollar. It costs about I think 33. This is the most important thing. So this is my favorite purchase of the year thus far. I bought it because it shows not only the lips and the teeth, but the tongue actually moves. And as you can see here, the alveolar ridge, very, very helpful. This will be the most important part of what we're doing today. Play-Doh. This also was about a dollar. You could get it at Walmart or the Dollar Tree. The other one is this book. Now you don't need to buy this, this particular textbook. This is called Voice and Articulation by Kenneth Crenell. We'll be using some portions from this. Also for some activities, you connect for. There's some little inserts. I bought it from a teacher online, Teachers Pay Teachers. These are the things I use. This was a conversation class that I taught this with, so I started out with just a two-hour. I started out with a running diction. If you don't have enough students or you don't have the space to do a running diction, you could just do a regular diction where you have them write down these sentences. I did both, so both are pretty helpful, but I'll read it to you for those of us that are on our podcast, and then I'll have uh, I'll list this materials on my website and below so you can access it. So, I'll smoke and drink and pierce my ears and dress real cool just like my peers with chains and gloves and colored hair that causes folks to stop and stare and mutter ugly things at me, but I don't care. I'm young. I'm free. I know my grades are not the best, but I won't study for a test. So you can read that at normal speed for them if you're dictating it to them and, and two times slower. Or you can have my voice um, read it if you want a different accent, because I am from the South. Um, you could also have read it at a faster speed. Those are the things you can do starting out. Now this happens to be called Teenage Attitude by Father Eugene F. Little, and it is from the book that I did just show you, and it is the first section of um, the passage that we'll be working with. Next, I would have them go through teenage attitude and you can have them, depends what you're working on, work on different rhymes or you could have them work on like the structure of this since it is a poem. But you can have them go through for now, that's what I did, go through and underline all of the R's in here. So once you have them do that, you can have them read it in small groups um, or in, in um, no groups of, no groups larger than three. So you can have them do pairs or you can have them do it in groups of three. It does have two other paragraphs. I know my grades are not the best, but I won't study for a test. Why should I waste my time that way? I'd rather just hang out all day. So, Ma, get off my case. Ask Dad. He'll tell you I'm not really bad. Just going through a stage, you see. I'm young. I'm cool and, oh, so free. But Ma, please, Ma, 
take care of me. So after I read this, I had a, a higher level group of students and I asked them, hey, who is this, you know, is it a man or a girl or a boy or a girl? How old are they? And uh, we kind of worked on um, some pronunciation things with that. For example, mutter, teacher, what is mutter? Zoom, it's a teachable moment there. What is chains, links? Is this person happy or sad? Depending on their level, you can kind of adapt it that way. Then I had a list of different R words um, to work with them with. Obviously there are initial R words as well as medial and words that in, in R. And well, that's a different one because it's A-R-O-R, right? E-R. So that I didn't do in this particular lesson. Um, a list of words here. Reef, read, rim, red, ribbit, frog, rot, rick, serious, horrible, rug, run, hurry, garbage, boring, frugal, spore, crime, cream, dream, real, real, R-E-E-L, R-E-A-L, right? Rhyme, rain, train, free, par, really, berry, wrapper, mirror, four, flapper, lure, raw, square, rookie, rabbit, Quaker, rural, tree frog, and squirrel. So those last three kind of have asterisks underneath them or on the side of them because they are difficult to say. I think even for native speakers and they're kind of difficult to spell, right? I had them, these are sentences they need to read. Right and wrong, a dream to the fragile branch, a sprinkle of rain on trees, streaking in spring against the grain, the rotting railing and shrub throat. Are the brakes the problem with the brown truck? The frozen patches around the ground are located there. You can see the right cross through the right circle. Bart bikes in next to Barbie's bread bakery and has a great big bright stripe on it. Francis, Robert, Renardo, Margaret, Margot, and Heather strap themselves in and hit the throttle. These are teachable moments here, so they're not going to be able to pronounce all of these R's properly, but I'm going over what they're going to be doing before I go into the therapy side. There is a reading passage. I've got five here that they can work on, and they're from different little stories, so I'll list that for you and I'll read it below. But how you teach them the R is you take your um, mighty mouth here, right? And in this, so what you do is you teach them like this and you ask them, you know, where are the lips? Where are the teeth? Now, I teach them R. So since it's very difficult to see where the tongue is with this word, that's why I have this. R. R. You can see that the tongue does not touch the teeth. R. Where is the tongue? Okay, R. You can show them. All right, so here's your mouth. R. You can see the lips are doing this. Er. The tongue is back here. Er. If they're still not understanding because maybe they have some vision issues or they're not close enough or you don't have that, that is where the Play-Doh comes in. So just have them open it up. Have them make their own tongue. You can do it with them. You know, they make a tongue and this is where the speech therapy comes in. So here's their tongue. When we say er, er, our tongue is doing this. And you turn it to the side. R. This is the front part of the tongue and it's hitting the sides of the teeth. So these are your teeth here. All right? So you can have them do something like that. They're still like, uh, teacher, I'm not sure. That's when you kind of have this come in. When they say R, R, push the tongue back in their mouths. I had them a little packet together with these two flossers as well as the dum-dum and I had some latex gloves. And if they're allergic to latex, please don't give it to them should probably ask before. 
the thing with this, you have them insert into their mouth, R, and push their tongue back, right? R, something like that. That's kind of the therapy side of it. When we go back to the lesson plan, you have them working on the R's with that, with their therapy. They'll be very fatigued with this, so have some mercy. Here are the reading passages. All religion, all life, all art, all expression come down to this to the effort of the human soul to break through its barriers of loneliness, of intolerable loneliness, and make some contact with another seeking soul. From Chapters of the Orthodox, Donald Marquis. The second one, John Gray jerked his head towards Rose. Minnie's bare heels struck her horse's belly. With a turn of the wrist, she swung her horse off from the mob, turned, leaned forward, rising in her stirrups, and came up with Rose. But the glitter and tumult of Rose's eyes, Minnie looked away from them. This is from Kulu, Catherine Susa Pritchard. And if you're listening to the podcast, do something called shadow reading, where with the text, try and read it at my speed, with my same intonations. If you're teaching, make sure to re reiterate to the students that they don't need to know every word in this passage, that they're working on pronunciation. You could also use these uh, as vocabulary, but remember they need to know at least 95% of these words to understand anything that they're saying here. But for our purposes, it's not important for them to know the words, or at least all of them, but to be able to pronounce them. So here's the third one. He rolled over the roof to a chimney stack in the rear and slowly drew himself up behind it until his eyes were level with the top of the parapet. This is from Miss Nightmare, Liam O'Flattery. The fourth one, Dancing is wonderful training for girls. It's the first way you learn to guess what a man is going to do before he does it. This is from Kitty Foyle, Christopher Marley. And the last one. When Rory rode to Alberta, he rode the range. He regularly rafted early in the morning and rode until he was home. Rory then required his horse, Rowdy, to wait whilst he ran over the range and into the river where he did several laps. Rory is lucky that Alberta rarely has rain, so he can swim every morning. This is called Rory's luck. If you have some more advanced students that are finishing earlier, or if you just want to give them kind of a break, a fun break, some of them probably won't see this as fun, do some tongue twisters. Here are five. There are free fleas for all the loyal royalty. Number two. Are Roland and Sally rallying here in their lorry? Number three. Rory's lorry is full of glory. Number four, rickety arrows are through there. Number five, Roger's really leery of Landry's royalties free rules. Those are some things you can do. Next, I have tic-tac-toe. What you want to do with these is they have a picture and they have words underneath them. For example, rainbow, run, ring, and they want to pronounce it correctly. If they don't pronounce it correctly, they don't get to put their X or their O. If they do, then they get to put their, whichever they've chosen, X or O, and they get three in a row. If you wanna make it more difficult, you can use harder words. If you wanna make it even more difficult, you can either just use the words or you just use the pictures, whichever one works for you. I personally just kept the pictures because it was kind of at the end of the day, they were kind of fatigued from this um, therapy type thing. So I left it at that. You could also have them the next day if you want to um, just kind of re go back to this. Um, you could have them, you could either read this to them or have them read it to another person and answer some questions. I'll just read it to you. This is something I've created, so I'll post this on my, on my page as well. This is called Little Red Rowdy Hood, and it's based on 
Yes, you guessed it, Little Red Riding Hood. So Little Red Rowdy Hood has been sent to the Forest Hills Bank by her family. They live in rural Raleigh, North Carolina, USA. They have sent her there to speak with someone at this bank that is trying to take Grandma Hood's land and resources. She is sent with just her basket and bag. Little Red Rowdy Hood goes to the bank and meets a Mr. Wolf and a Hunter Man. Using her knowledge of the story of Little Red Riding Hood, work with a partner or small group to describe what happens when Little Red Rowdy Hood goes to the bank and meets these two people. You must create a dialogue and story for this assignment. And you'll be able to see this later, but it lists some characters underneath that as well as some questions you can ask yourself. I think this is more towards an intermediate student, intermediate to advanced, and it has lots of room for adaption. So that's all that I have for you right now. So if you like this, please give me a thumbs up. If you have some suggestions, please post them below. Or if you have used this, how did your students like it? Were they fatigued? Or have you noticed any improvements in them? My name is Ashley Rohn from Paradigm English. I'll see you next time. Bye.